0: Hello, and welcome back to Libertarian Los Angeles. I'm Sean Osborne, and today I am joined by Adam Choi. How's it going, Adam?
1: Oh, pretty good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Adam's been hosting some uh, comedy shows around town. I want to talk about that. It's called the the Comedy Sanctuary. I thought that was a perfect name for it, man. This, yeah, the Sanctuary Comedy Show. Oh, Sanctuary Comedy. You leave it to my ass, get it backwards. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, no problem. Yeah, you know... uh, that's a great thing you know uh that uh comedy is a sanctuary and uh from uh you know the dark world we live in these days Certainly. So, uh, so what 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 got you fired up to put on this uh shows these well, shows i've always
1: loved stand-up comedy i'm not a stand-up comedian but i just love the the art form in itself and um i've been going to a lot of shows in in los angeles uh over the last few years, especially, and a lot of like small, independent, DIY type shows in people's backyards and living rooms, and and small bars and rooftops and garages, really anywhere. Those are those I've you know, or what I found to be the most fun. But um, obviously, a lot of the politics that seeps into to uh to comedy especially in los angeles is not really something that i'm super duper into and it's it's frustrating because you see a lot of it can be frustrating because you see a lot of talented stand-up comedians and i i feel like all the best material is when they're being honest and vulnerable about themselves Mm -hmm. or just being funny without trying to insert any politics into it and politics and in terms of like political humor it seems to never get the same response that other jokes get just from my personal experience going to shows the the political stuff never lands the same at, unless it's about someone making fun of their own side that tends to get to get the laugh but just just seeing a lot of that kind of continue, continue continuing to be in in at stand-up comedy shows here and then obviously the mandates, the vaccine mandates and and mask mandates and all that. And I don't really support any of that and certainly not the government, uh, yeah. um, you know, enforcing it on on businesses and, and entertainment, you know, entertainment uh, type uh, type experiences that grew frustrating, too. So I wanted to, to try to put something together that sort of, you know, was outside of a little bit of, of that of the politics and also you know the mandates because it's funny because you would never really know you don't really know still like what an actual official policy of a place is going to be sometimes until you like get there but when you see like masks required vaccine uh you know proof uh required on flyers or on on eventbrite pages it just got to a point where it i you know Rather than really know what the official policy, it, it, like dissuaded me from a little bit from wanting to to go to to comedy shows a little bit. So that 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 was that was sad. So I kind of wanted to to do my own thing. And really, I haven't really addressed any political stuff with with the show in terms of like how it's been really overtly marketed or, or shared or promoted. I haven't been like, oh, this is the non PC comedy show for non-leftist or something like that i'm gonna uh-huh. say we're, we're doing a comedy show here it is and just trying to be mindful of 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 the type of show that i want to i want to put on so yeah I, that, that's a little bit of the background i'm sure we could dive deeper yeah, into it cool. as well
0: yeah i guess you know a lot of people might not realize that like right before the all the lockdowns los angeles was having like a big i would, I would call it a renaissance of stand-up comedy it was every place You know, coffee shops were having it, you know, you'd have big comedians going around and doing comedy at little places, testing out their stuff all over town. And uh, I was going to actually the last thing I did before they shut everything down is I went to a a local bar, just opened up a a nice stage upstairs and everything. We went and saw uh, like Kyle Cunane and a few other uh, uh, comedians that I that I that I enjoy. And that was the last thing we did before they they fucked it all up for us.
1: Yeah, no, it's, uh, that, that sucked. Like a a lot of stuff just got shut down and a few places and, and, you know, did continue to small places kept, kept going, but, you know, far too many, uh, you know, I guess it's hard to, to, to judge like a business for what they, they want to comply just to, to keep going, but it's a shame. And I did my, you know, doing my best to support, you know, businesses that are fighting back Essentially. right
0: yeah yeah some businesses you know like i i would i i would kind of cut them a little bit of slack if they would let you be outside or something like that but the ones that are just being complete fascist about it they're they're, they're dead to me you know I, I you know i just i i hate i hate discrimination of all sorts and i i just can't get down with it but you know and, yeah
1: they're gone i live
0: down here down near downtown la and you know they they came down hard down here You know, like different parts on the outskirts of the county and stuff. I don't think it was quite as hardcore as it was around my area. I mean, it was harsh.
1: There's just no science. There's no science to really any of the these these uh, policies, like even just listening to like watching like a baseball game saying if this person's, you know, gets COVID and is not vaccinated, they have to be out automatically 10 days. But if you're vaccinated and you get covid and you can get two negative tests in a row then you could come back like what is the difference if you're negative you're neg- negative you don't have it you don't have it if you have antibodies yeah. you have that you have that, whatever it is like either you have it or you don't have it just like these they're just trying to punish people who don't comply is, is what the policy seems to say to me and it's frustrating to see um no one calling no one really calling this out like occasionally occasional athlete will call it i know i know kevin durant on the nets was like talking about Kyrie's vaccination status. And he was like, this is just stupid. So once in a while, there's there's people who buck the trend, but most people in major media and culture, be it sports or politics itself, just continue to to go along with it, if not even worse, encourage it.
0: Yeah, you know, one of the things I was noticing that they, you know, they talk about follow the science, but they got tunnel vision. They don't look at all the sciences. They don't look at the fact that what it did to mental health you know, they don't balance anything. It's just, you know, they get their point of view and that's all they want to cram down people's throat. You know, the consequences be damned in that sense. And uh, yeah, just a goddamn shame what happened. So like, you know, when you had, you had your first comedy show, man, I I, I was, man, I was there, man. I, I had to be there for that. Cause I, I, I miss comedy as a musician. You know, it's funny. I, I play music, so I don't necessarily need to go hear music all the time. I, I prefer going and seeing stand up comedy. And I think they're really harbingers of, uh, of free speech, you know, music too. But really, stand-up comedians really put themselves out there.
1: Oh, for sure. I think stand-up is the most challenging and even, I guess, impressive uh, type of um, public speaking. Yeah. Because, like, with public speaking, I feel like you either want to, like, in, the goal is to usually either, like, enlighten people, teach people something, entertain people, communicate idea. It could be about all, all these things. And a standup comedian is required to do all of those things too, at least to some degree, but you have to elicit a specific emotional reaction and a physical response and laughter yeah. like yeah. on command. And that is super, super challenging. A standup comedian could, could definitely, definitely has the ability to entertain, enlighten, educate, communicate yeah. ideas, all that. But on top of that, like, you have to make people laugh and do doing that i think requires a deeper connection with an audience and and skill level to to achieve that and that's 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 super impressive and and the ability to improvise and again like react to an audience and be able to
0: improvise yeah maybe deal with the occasional slap or something
1: (laughs) yes exactly how are you going (laughs) to react to that like like uh we could we could dive into dive into that too but like you no know, all, all things can all things considered I think Chris Rock I guess like handled it about the best one could in that situation yeah, so. like in terms of at least professionalism like we kept it professional and didn't like say anything further to uh, escalate the situation and didn't react. Yeah physically to escalate things in that manner although that might have been fun to see or yeah or can years. you
0: imagine that cat williams or somebody like
1: that? <laughs> well my theory is and and will smith probably doesn't want to hear this but i'm sure he has i don't know if he's listening but like um i think most of us know that if it was the rock instead of chris rock as as many have commented will smith right. is not gonna uh, you know do what he didn't he's you know he, he he did he knew he was picking on someone who was probably not going to be a physical threat in the aftermath of his yeah, initiating right. force violence whatever
0: yeah yeah i just i'm not you know i i, I grew up in that generation and the, uh, the, the we always heard sticks and stones and all that stuff but i don't know what it is with people and thinking words are violence these days you know yeah, I, like, I, you go I heard the joke and i didn't think it was that bad i thought it was pretty damn
1: funny is there is there a, a happy medium that we can achieve s- maybe somewhere in between the uh, sticks and stones and and words or violence like that's that's such a a perfect way that perfect thing you know way you're describing that encapsulates our uh where our society you know is kind of is right now such a polarized society of of extremes but yeah i mean there's a, that we, we have sticks and stones uh, i may break your bones but words will never hurt but we also have if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything nice also we have enough yeah we, that's, i yeah, feel yeah. like we had enough like in the <laughs> 90s we had enough like um mom momisms to to keep us like morally centered enough i i, I don't know yeah words of violence
0: <laughs> so so growing up what uh what comedians did you enjoy a lot
1: um, I I guess I mean George Carlin, of course. I mean, what, oh, yeah. like, I'm trying to think of the first stand-up comedy what I like really remember uh, seeing and listening to. I mean, I kind of, I feel like my par- my parents kind of always like stand up comedy, not like they weren't like super fans or anything, but I remember like, um, uh, what was it the HBO comic relief the special oh, yeah. I remember watching watching all that or at least it being on in, in the background. But later it was really George Carlin and and Eddie Murphy. I actually have pictures of both of them, uh, b- behind me. But that was, I guess, more in my adolescence and teens, starting to discover George Carlin and Eddie Murphy, and then from there, like, you know, discovering Dave Chappelle and
0: Jim yeah. Brewer
1: and Jerry Seinfeld and and Bill Cosby before we knew things about him. <laughs> um, yeah, there's yeah there's 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 quite a few. I guess that's my my eras like the the 90s and the the you know even the snl cast if you want to expand comedy more broadly beyond necessarily stand-up but i always i always was into comedy i I loved yeah, i would do. tape like episodes of snl my favorite sketches and, and and when comedy central was was fairly new that was a definitely a place to see stand-up comedy and a lot of comedians i interview and talk to cite this early you know those early some of the specials that were on stand-up are on comedy central
0: yeah and they, they had, that show. you remember that you remember that show uh uh short attention span theater where they had different uh comedians on talking about the same subject they put bits together like of all like everybody everybody's talking about girlfriends or everybody's talking about the government or something like that they put put sections together that was a great show on comedy central back in the early 90s
1: yeah i don't know if i remember that but i do remember they had the like uh the early 90s reruns of snl so that's like that's where a lot of people like my age were discovering because we, we uh, born in 82 like not, like 1989 1990 91 early 90s that's probably like almost a little bit uh before like my my age group watching like snl like live right. or being interested in but going back and getting a chance to see all the like 1991 reruns in 1996, we all kind of got into that. And also yeah. the cast at the time, I guess, was pretty good. Everyone thinks that whatever, whenever they get into the show, that cast is the best. And everyone, or you know, who comes after the, the cast that they love, you know, right. stinks and is, is whatever. But with, with like Will Farrell, Jim Brewer, Molly Shannon, Tracy Morgan, Tina Fey. I think Tina Fey might have been a little later, but like that was a pretty, pretty good. Uh, pretty good group when I was watching that show uh when it was like that's when I first started watching I guess a little bit when it was like live or being interested in it
0: yeah that's cool yeah I I, I grew up watching you know I'm old enough I I grew up with the original cast you know I love John Belushi you know I remember uh I don't think I saw it live but I was I, mean, I was always a big George Carlin fan too and I know he hosted the very first episode. right mm-hmm. you know Richard Pryor did some of the some some outrageous stuff on there you know uh, i always love richard pryor a lot and eddie murphy too <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: I though i dove into the eddie murphy stuff and some of the the uh the john belushi stuff yeah once you once you you get hooked on whatever era via whichever network or method you see the show you'll you become more interested in and in other eras and seeing what's what's timeless i love the uh the dan Aykroyd uh was a weekend update segment where he's yeah. like the, the dangerous toy salesman selling bag of glass like car salesman (laughs) toy salesman like real Um, sleazy guy that that is funny
0: yeah that's great stuff i i just i always love it because comedy really does push the boundaries of stuff you know i just i I love edgy comedy you know i i love that you know i I love sam kennison you know uh you know i know it's kind of probably weird as somebody who's going blind but i really loved animation you know i loved i used to go to the uh sick and twisted animation fest a lot you know and see like the original beavis and buttheads and the original south park and all these animated animated things like that i, I love like mike judge and all that stuff i i just love animation and i love to laugh you know it's, yeah
1: those are all great great uh shows and great content like like beavis and Budhead, i remember like in middle school like everyone was talking like them probably for like <laughs> th- three years three years yeah. straight and i i didn't even get too much into the show at the time but other than like i'm like it was watchable but i wasn't like a super fan like many other other people but even going back like realizing like sort of the genius behind the show really it's like just two dudes like two friends just talking shit about videos and yeah. what they're watching on tv and who can't like <laughs> relate to that and the stories of course were just were just hilarious and absurd and 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 funny it's 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 interesting how you talk about how uh com- what how do you describe it? comedy is is uh is uh i guess the last bastion of free speech or something like yeah. that the most pure pure form but i feel like or it should, or it should challenge authority or something like that Absolutely. But I feel like I feel like a lot of comedy is not doing that like it's just no. broad, broadly speaking like especially obviously what's what's coming from the left like my the question I keep coming back to and I guess this even extends like beyond comedy but like what the left has become again broadly speaking today do they challenge authority in any meaningful way like or has is, is everything just been so like um to, 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 there's so much divide and conquer and polar, polarization going on that like yeah. the, the target of like you know who who or what comedy should attack has just been totally like you know it's out of bill the Maher's, eye an interest of the of the left
0: yeah bill maher seems like the one guy on the left that really will let him have it you know it's fun. yeah
1: and and all these guys whether it's a bill maher or a joe rogan or whoever just just because if you if they have a semi free speech or something that is not currently like politically popular then you become like uh, a right-wing person you're you're or or dare i say will be called far worse than just a conservative or a right-wing it's like these people don't know what these terms really mean anymore it's 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 bonkers i saw this video of joe rogan um i think it was like a uh, like a super car, or just like a edited video talking about all his left-wing views. He's like, I support Medicare. I support gay marriage. I support like all these like left-wing things. And it's like, and I'm like, Oh, I don't ag- I don't, I'm like thinking of myself as a libertarian. I- well, maybe I agree with some of those things, but like, I'm like, Oh, I don't really, I don't, not really into all of- or most of these ideas, but like the dude is thought of as like this right-wing person
0: now. Right. Yeah. Bonkers. Yeah. You know, and he, and he had Bernie Sanders on, he had, yeah he had left extreme left-wing people
1: still does as far yeah. as i
0: know yeah I, I don't i don't understand it all you know it's just craziness they they got they got i don't they got a different dictionary than i have <laughs> you know, you know their words their words that maybe that maybe that maybe with their definition of those words maybe it is violence i don't i don't know but it, it's crazy out there
1: yeah there's i mean it's so much about propaganda and controlling what people think and that you know keeping keeping it limited on what what views are are allowed and and they're showing it more and more like even just seeing that what's what's her name that that clip on msnbc that just that came out we're talking about elon musk taking over twitter or whatever and basically they're saying that like that's our job to control thought like they're overtly like saying that and that's like (laughs) bananas we have to have we got we have to control free speech to save the or to 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 keep the democracy going or something. None of this shit makes sense. Up up is down, down is up. One plus one is three. We're we're there, my friend. Yeah,
0: it's a trip because you know that the harder they push, it's it's like they they kind of they, they really radicalize people in that sense. And they make that like for me, I was more of a minarchist and now I just, I gave up all hope of any government. You know, I, I'm a total anarchist now. I just I just don't see any point in it.
1: I feel like I, every day I head more and more in in that direction. Yeah definitely pro, I didn't like, I didn't like it like
0: to start off with but and you know once it once it started running away it was just gone really quick
1: <laughs> it gets worse and worse the more power you give give this this government entity like the, the and the damage they can do is worse like if you're you know a local government at least there in, in theory maybe you'll have the, the people can have a little bit more control over their political destiny versus obviously in Washington DC god knows what the hell they're doing with our our tax dollars we know what they're doing with our tax dollars yeah, actually mostly bomb, mostly yeah which they bombing people and locking them up yeah yeah oh man what a mess yeah shit. none of it's my fault just so you know I, i'm not yeah. responsible for <laughs> other people did this
0: yeah hey, hey, our votes didn't do it that's for damn sure yeah no this is not me yeah you know, it's, uh, you know, the thing the thing that actually pushed me because I, I came to libertarianism for the left because I was really about, you know, stopping the wars and the uh, end of the war on drugs and stuff like that. But the thing that really sent me, you know, I, I'll never vote for, you know, one of those two parties again is is uh, the PMRC and their censorship of music back in the day. I'm, a, I'm an old metalhead. and When they came after my priest and my Ozzy and stuff like that, my Sabbath, I was like, oh, no, you guys can go to hell said so no that, that ain't happened censorship is you know freedom of speech is at the top for a reason if you, well, don't, if you don't have freedom of speech you ain't got
1: shit yeah i remember like tipper gore and there was like that was like all the parental advisory sticker being added like around that time and stuff all yeah. where, the, where was the pressure to to like to have these policies coming from or or was it just like people's beliefs just people just have the wrong beliefs i guess maybe some social conservative pressure but like I feel like unless it was like financial, the, like there was a financial aspect to gain from censorship, I, I'm not, I guess I'm not sure like what where where the pressure was coming from. I guess mom, suburban moms or something like where yeah, where was where, where was it coming from in the '90s if you recall? Yeah, it's, it's
0: weird because it was more of a conservative thing. It was more of a right wing Christian thing. You know, they would come protest at, outside of all the metal shows but obviously tipper gore doesn't fit into that category and a lot of the washington wives didn't you know they were more left-wing and i don't know it's just like it's just i guess it was the seeds that were planted of the left just really not liking people to talk about things that they want or things yeah. like and it, it's just, it's just weird that both sides came at it you know, they, you it, know? Yeah, i was gonna ask was it a
1: simple Yeah, i was gonna say was it a simpler time then um that was that was our biggest problem lyrics we don't like in rap and and metal music now we we've taken on there's bigger fish to fry now yeah so
0: yeah maybe you know now now they found something some you know other boogeyman you know because yeah growing up you know man it was it was crazy you know like you know we we'd have people protesting outside of metal shows you know oh you're going to hell and this and that and everything else
1: i remember that that. i remember seeing
0: those types but you know and i you know i'm a godless heathen so i just I, i i laughed and had a had a had a fun time talking shit so uh, you know, yeah, it just it, it, that was that was what sent me over, you know. So I've been vote libertarian ever since then, and it's all about free speech and expression and all that other good stuff.
1: I wonder if Christian metal and Christian rock got some of those people who were originally protesting into the style of music. They're like, wait a minute, I do like this. It's the the sound is fine, but it's the lyrics. Now we're talking about uh, Jesus or whatever to to you know yeah. heavy guitar tuned down three steps or whatever yeah. yeah 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 you know
0: striper and those kind of and then i, I always i never really liked them but you know I, I i always thought it was funny that they gave black sabbath hell you know I, I mean their name is black sabbath but they didn't they weren't singing about worshiping the devil or anything i thought they were talking more about the devil was scary as hell you know as it was scary movies like watching a horror movie you know right that was the concept behind it you know alice cooper too i mean he's a fundamentalist christian you know and he he's chopping people's heads off on stage he understands the humor and the fun of it i don't know why more people can't just chill out and relax
1: um yeah i wonder the same thing myself i don't care about enough about what some musical artist doing a show thousands of miles away on their stage that hurts no one you know that that doesn't affect me i i doesn't bother me either way like i don't but I guess the, a lot of the, you know, the, what's, what the media still, you know, controls a lot of the thought and people um, fear any kind of social ostracism and want to yeah. be part of the, the group and beyond what they perceive as the, I'm putting up air quotes, the right side of, of an issue or, you know, right. whatever it is, maybe, you know, during the, the time period in which they live. Yeah.
0: How true it is. Yeah, people are afraid. Yeah. Well, let's take a little break and then we'll come back and talk more about the the sanctuary. Sure. Free People is the title track to my new album. Please check it out wherever you listen to music. This album is full of libertarian-themed songs like Tax Man," Which Side Are You On, Don't Tread On Me and take human action. A nod to the Mises Caucus, and all the royalties to that song will be given to the Mises Caucus. So the more you listen, the more you give. So please support music with a libertarian theme, and let's build some libertarian culture and get rid of this garbage from the left. Oh, uh, you've already, you already had the April show, right? That was on the 8th or something, right?
1: Yeah, how many shows have I done so far? I did a, like three a three or four,
0: know, I've only been maybe able to make it to the first one. I, yeah, I I did,
1: yeah, I did, yeah, I did a like a private sort of small a show at my, my place here. Um, yeah. that, that was fun, and I did this one at a venue, it was towards the end of February, I think, Feb 27th, and then I, I didn't do one, I guess, in March, but then again, in um in april so i'm hoping to to do one in may as well and have an official date announced for that but uh it's been it's been fun
0: it's been been a journey so far for sure how do you how do you find comedians you just find them on twitter because you had a pretty good group of them
1: yeah you know it's just kind of one thing kind of leads to it to another just knowing uh one or two comedians who are kind of like in our universe, as far as like how we view the world and at least some of the politics broadly, basically, you know, anyone who is a libertarian, conservative, this is within my head kind of what I'm saying, libertarian, conservative, um, apolitical or disaffected liberal. If, if you if a person, a comedian fits somewhere in any of those like four categories, they could very well be a good potential candidate for someone who I would would want to book. And maybe I'll even extend that beyond beyond you know those those four categories but yeah just kind of like reaching out so and so oh can you you want to do the show i don't i can't but what about you know i suggest this person and that person then just discovering people just it's it's been a slow slow process of uh, expanding my my comedian um what do you call it uh rolodex but Yeah, uh, yeah yeah it's it's it is a little bit about you know um uh, some not ne- uh, needle in a haystack but like in LA obviously there's a lot of people who have the predominant like uh, you know leftist type views that not that, that I again like I enjoy these comedians and I'm friends with tons and tons of comedians but I am trying to like est- establish a little bit a show with a little bit of a different tone whether it's even like stated overtly or not just kind of going yeah. to something a little bit different
0: it's not. It's not necessarily the the home for the woke.
1: <laughs> right. Ex- ex- exactly. And there's another, There are some other shows that are that are popping up. And again, I would like. Not. I shouldn't say again. But I, of course, I would like to book higher and higher profile comedians, and hopefully, I can can work my my way towards that. But I did see a show at uh, a flyer at uh, Pineapple Hill Saloon, which is a bar uh, in Sherman Oaks, and they've been pretty pretty staunch and opposing a lot of the government mandates. And they had a show. Uh, I don't know if it's a regular show or not, but it was called Uncancelled. And I'm like, Oh, this is probably in the similar vein of what I'm going for. And in, in, uh-huh. I haven't, I haven't been able to check it out. I just find out if it's an ongoing thing, but they did have Jamie Kennedy on and, and some other, some other good comics. It looked like, so like it, it's, it's cool to see, you know, other, other, you know, ventures like clearly going for, just something different right yeah the nazi comedy scene we're working on it the the, the nazi uh um right wing right wing uh, kkk extremist comedy comedy scene
0: <laughs> yeah oh man i'm
1: joking everyone yeah
0: <laughs> uh, yeah that'll get you canceled that's all it takes is a sound bite.
1: <laughs> yeah because you can isolate it
0: whatever <laughs> yeah
1: save us all elon yeah save us please yes yeah yeah what i mean i not to take the conversation because i'll talk more about the show of course but like um it's interesting to see where where that's all gonna go with i don't even know this latest details with his involvement and takeover and purchase whatever it is but doesn't that guy have um some like strange ties to like chinese uh communist party like stuff going on in china as far as like production of his stuff and and, I no yeah, and also he gets like, I guess he has a relationship with the government too, like as far as getting Oh, he got benefits. lots of benefits. Yeah. 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 So we'll see yeah. how that all shakes out. But yeah, the I com- think- you're going Those
0: things every once in a while. It's kind of fun to watch.
1: What? Just these you events know, like, unfolding?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, like when he, you know, he'll go throw a, throw, a, throw something in like this Twitter thing and cause a whole shit storm without people clutching their pearls and stuff. That just gives me endless entertainment.
1: Yeah, Dave Smith put it, comedian Dave Smith put it perfectly uh, on his podcast. I was listening earlier. He said, it's interesting to see how the left is upset at the, uh, the what was it called? The, uh, the natural fuel-based or the natural energy-based free speech uh, person. Yeah. Like, how dare the natural energy-loving free speech guy. I know. Be- try to do something i don't want to support that like and right <laughs> and years ago you would just assume that like that would be someone that the left would be yeah interested in but
0: yeah but yeah go so,
1: are yeah, gone
0: that'd be great man i'd love it if we could get dave smith out there for the sanctuary man that'd be great
1: yeah we're i will we'll see what happens but uh in reno we'll get to see him at the the convention <laughs> next month for sure so that's that's going to be be super super fun and, and and the, probably the fire. Right, exactly. But uh, my my shows. it's I've only done a couple at this venue, so I definitely have where room you have to that? grow. Now, I have a friend that bartends at. uh It's one of those lodges, you know, where the Illuminati meet uh-huh. uh, and all that. No, it's it's the Improved Benevolent. Have, yeah, what's that?
0: You gotta have a handshake to get in.
1: Uh, in a manner of speaking, yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, but it's, it's the, uh, it's at, uh, this Elks Lodge, the improved benevolent, uh, protective order of Elks of the world. I B P O E W. It's a mouthful, but basically it's like one of those lodges, a fraternal order and it's the African-American version of the Elks essentially. So it's this bar in, in, uh, in this sort of event space. They have an outdoor stage where I've been doing the show, uh, this last couple, I might bring it inside. I'm, I'm considering that we'll, we'll see, but uh, basically it's a bar and, and, um, you know, as far as I gather, they had, you know, their struggles during, right, during 2020 and 21, either being able to stay open or just getting customers and just dealing with restrictions and, and, and losing money and, and whatnot or not making the same. And, and I thought it would be fun to end to, to expand, to expand my show. It's something I'd been thinking about doing sort of not even necessarily a liberty minded show, but maybe a liberty friendly show at the very least. So I talked to uh, my buddy who works there and he connected me with the owner and the guy who basically managed the place. And one thing led to another. And, and, and here we are. So I also wanted to, um, um brand it or you know bring the mises caucus into into the fold and give them essentially title or producing whatever it may be but get them on on the on the name of the show so it's the libertarian party mises caucus of california it it reads it reads uh, smoother when you're seeing it in, in logo form i suppose but uh, the libertarian uh, party mises caucus of california and the ibp oew um sunset lodge present the sanctuary comedy show and that's the official the official title and everything produced by yours truly so that's kind of where i'm at i'm learning i've had you know like i said only two shows and both have been uh a, a learning experience for sure i'm taking notes and and figuring out you know how to make it better each time i, I do want to keep going for sure
0: yeah I, I love it when it went like i said when when i heard you were putting on comedy show man i was i was excited as hell it's like, I needed that. I needed a good laugh. I mean, I walked in just as, just as, just as the comedy started and right. the, the comedian started heckling me. Cause I, I, cause I came walking in just a moment late.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: That was fun. I got right in the mix right off the bat.
1: Yeah. And he didn't know you were blind, of course, yeah. hard to, hard to seeing. So. He, yeah. He's like, he's like, why aren't you looking at me? I'm like, oh my yeah. God, we're going to have a uh, drama <laughs> two minutes into the show. But it all worked out as did yeah. the, the ensuing show, the ensuing two shows. So I, I'm very pleased. I have to be very pleased. Of course, I want to nitpick myself and there's things. Oh, I should have done this differently. I could have done this differently. And I'm trying to, you know, at least, you know, like I say, learn from each experience. But like everyone, both shows, all three shows that I've done so far this year, people have coming up to me after the show. Both the comedians and, and audience members and, and friends just telling me they had such a great time and that it was so much fun and that you got to do more. Like it's been overwhelmingly positive response from every and from you know from everyone. So we'll we'll see where this goes. And I've been and also like I want to continue to be able to like at least keep the price of the shows down to to you know entice people to come to a new thing. Yeah. and be able to at least pay the comedians something for their time i know they they appreciate that and and i and maybe they don't expect you know they what they deserve and 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 maybe at like a bigger show or something like that but it changes things when you're able to pay people at least something for their work it just changes right. the dynamic in, in a good way and i also want to continue to use at least a portion of of you know whatever money the show brings in from ticket sales to give directly to the mises caucus so that's been fun, even yeah. if and cool for me to like just to just to be able to help out a little bit you know with with yeah. uh whatever they may you know whatever they may may need and uh you know i'm just happy to just send them some money it's up you guys i trust you guys to you know put it to good use and 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 i'll continue to support that
0: yeah you me as a poor musician i had i never donated to the mcs that's why i wrote that song take human action i'm just donating the royalties to it, so people can just hit play and go to sleep if they want to. Earn some money for the MC,
1: right? Yeah. There's m- many ways, you know. One yeah. can support political political causes, and right. and as Ron Paul has talked about, and Michael Heiss and in quoting Ron Paul, essentially like saying how you know media and, and music and the arts is is going to be an important part of this whole broader movement moving forward, and. Um, And that's, that's important to, to, to keep in mind. And again, yeah. And also that everyone could, could, you know, what should I do to help? What should I do to do to help the cause people ask Ron Paul and others, like what you're good at, you know, what you like doing. Like, there's no, there's no wrong answer. I think it's just about being proactive and being authentic and passionate and finding where you fit. And it seems like a lot of us in the Mises caucus and the movement itself are you know, maybe, Finding, finding where we we fit and finding right. our lane, so to speak. Yeah, it's happening. Insert the me, the uh, the gif of Ron Paul waving his hands. I don't know if do you do remember that one. Did you have you able to see see that one? You no. know which one I'm referring to. Uh,
0: what? No, because I could not see.
1: Yeah, it's in it's it it, 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 it.
0: the best, uh, best conveyance of humor for me. I miss out on a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can just if you ever want me to describe memes for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I can I can be your guy, but it's just a gif-gif of Ron Paul uh, waving his arms around. I forget. It was during a – you know when I think it was from? It's totally unrelated to really what the, the meme means. The meme just says it's happening. It's Ron Paul waving his arms in the air. And whenever, like, something is happening that's, I guess, exciting and positive, people will, will drop that meme in. But I <laughs> think it's him waving his arms from the 2012 debates when they asked him, like, um, you know, so you're saying you want the war on drugs to end, so you're saying we should legalize heroin. And then he's like, Just because if heroin's legal, I'm not gonna do heroin. And he and he and he swung his arms around in this like sarcastic manner, <laughs> like everybody's gonna do heroin exactly what you just did on the video here. Just like, Yeah, just because it's legal, I'm, you know, swinging my arms around, and I'm not gonna do it or not gonna do it, or or I am gonna <laughs> do it. And he said it, it sarcastically, but that's what became came the i think that's the part of the the video that they use for that that gif meme history yeah. for you
0: here on the yeah. podcast <laughs> so you want to throw out a shout out to any of the comedians you've had on there so far on your on the sanctuary oh
1: i should do that that would be cool um connor hangs hosted the last show that was that was super fun he, he's a super talented uh uh young young gentleman um really connected with the audience and did a did a great job um eleanor Ke- kerrigan who has a pretty good following she she closed the the first show and towards the end of february she was she was great i was almost i almost wanted her to keep going like it's 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 funny because like when i start to like um you know have to put on the producer hat more and more i i'm so used to being um A fan, just a fan who's showing up. I forget that like there's other things that I need to be paying attention to. (laughs) Who's at the door? I've been working, working the door. I did kept kept time a little bit because I don't even when I'm at shows, I'm not, I don't, not really on my phone all that much. But I maybe I need to check some message to deal with something you know related to the show in that moment. So I definitely have to be a little bit more multitasky at shows, Uh as much as I want to just put away my phone and just sip is drink whatever i have in my cup and just enjoy the show but I, I i enjoy you know this whole the craziness of putting something together which is always more work and effort than i think it's going to be but i've had so much so much uh support from from friends and from from the venue the 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 elks and from uh from the mises caucus from everyone you know just, yeah uh, just again like pitching in whatever they're whatever they're skilled at be it be it tech on the technical side be it helping me hang something be it helping me uh you know book comedians putting together artwork uh josh uh clements um he uh he's a talented artist he's helping me help me put together a banner and a flyer it's been a total total team effort even if it's just offering emotional support that's just as important (laughs) as tangible physical things that go into the to sh- the show
0: yeah so where can people look up do you have a web page or facebook page or anything
1: um, like that um yeah uh, instagram is probably the best way to, to follow the show just follow me at adam choit on uh, instagram and also the lodge has an instagram page with which i created but i do not for the most part manage the page other than maybe posting the show here and there. But um, I have a lot of help with that. And that's, I'm happy that that uh, is a thing now. let me, what is the handle? It's uh, sunset lodge Elks, pretty easy to remember sunset lodge Elks, L O D G E. And then the word Elks after sunset, sunset lodge Elks. Um, so follow them, follow at Adam Choi. That's the best way to, 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 to you know find out when uh, when the next shows are going to be yeah
0: that's cool yeah I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next
1: one man uh, oh, oh for sure yeah
0: so I, uh, you wanna, yeah and you also do your podcast you want to give a shout out for
1: your oh podcast? yeah i i was gonna say i host a couple of podcasts one which you which you were on uh not too Indeed. not too long ago and that's called people we love and what i do is interview people from all walks of life most often comedians Um, but, but other creative types and entrepreneurs, my grandmother, uh, ex-cons, all kinds of kinds of people. And it's a casual conversation about uh, people's lives and careers, but I also ask everyone to highlight, uh, the people they love who've inspired them, who've influenced them over the year, helped them in their personal life, career, creative journey. And that's been, that's been uh, super fun. And it's not like they only have to talk about this one person but I do title all the episodes. So-and-so loves their mom. So-and-so loves Dave Chappelle. So-and-so loves Jerry Seinfeld. So-and-so loves their, their friend. And I'll put out a clip kind of related to, yeah. to that. So that's been, that's been cool. I feel like it's been like a friendship hack in a way. It's like, I, cause if I don't know someone super well, and then I talk to them and have a one hour or whatever conversation about their life, I'll definitely learn a lot about them that I probably wouldn't, if we weren't recording a podcast about their life together. But again, yeah. it's, it's a lot of casual conversation.
0: Wild stories out of me. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: you've had, you've had, you yourself have had quite the <laughs> journey. But at, to find that one, that's uh, at people we love podcasts on Instagram and people we love I have a website for that one. Uh, so definitely subscribe and check that one out. I do the video thing on YouTube now as well. I'm sure you could find it on there. People we love podcast. And my other one is basically a fan podcast, a music podcast, all about my favorite band, Tedeschi Trucks Band. I don't know if everyone listening has heard of them. Many people have not. But they're a 12-piece blues rock soul powerhouse band that's been around since, I want to say, 2010. They put out four studio albums. Uh, they're, they're led by a husband and wife uh, duo up front. Uh, Derek Trucks, uh, the best slide guitar player in the world, I'm going to call him. Um, he played with the Allman brothers and had a solo career with Derek Trucks band and his wife, Susan Tedeschi is the lead singer. And she plays guitar as well and has had an accomplished solo career. And they finally, after being married and together for, I think, almost a decade or so, um, said it's time, let's start our own thing. And I just, my love for them has just grown and grown over the last decade. And to the point where I was up talking about them and all the time involved in like all these social media groups and just, listening to the music all the time, I'm like, I'm going to start a podcast. So the long and the short is, I did, and that's been a fun journey as well. Um, been talking to, uh, I haven't booked, I haven't booked and had a chance to speak to Derek or Susan yet, or anyone currently in the band, but I did speak to Tim LaFave, who was a former bass player and and a keyboard player, Carrie Frank, who filled in and journalists and photographers and poster artists and uh, fans giving me firsthand live recaps of, of shows. So that's been, been amazing and and quite cool. uh quite a journey in itself so to find that it's just at tedeschi trucks podcast on instagram is the best way tedeschi truck uh, the unofficial tedeschi trucks podcast is the name t-e-d-e-s-c-h-i is how you spell tedeschi italian pronunciation tedeschi so that's <laughs> been cool people we love in tedeschi trucks podcast
0: yeah you know i i tried try to look them up but i couldn't spell like Save my life you know right uh, my, my is not 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 uh, something to brag about
1: <laughs> yeah if you search derek trucks it will probably come up d-e-r-e-k trucks all right i'll have to check that out
0: so that's good so um anything else you want to throw out there before we
1: sign off of here no i think that's that's pretty much it i'm gonna gonna try to to lock down a may date so look out for that for the next sanctuary comedy show at Adam Choit at Sunset Lodge, Alex is the, probably the best way to find that. But I think that's pretty much it. I appreciate your time, and it's been yeah, yeah. been fun to to be a little bit uh, on the other side of this uh, yeah. first time in a while.
0: Yeah, you when you interviewed me, that was only my second one I had done, so that was kind of a trip for me too. <laughs> We're
1: expanding our horizons. Look yeah, at yeah. us. <laughs>
0: that's cool. Checking out checking out all the platforms, right? Right. We yeah, got to keep cool. going, my friend. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Adam. And I look forward to seeing you. Uh, well, definitely be seeing you in Reno. Yeah. That, that's going to be a good time over in Reno. So, uh, but uh, you said, you said you might be having the. the. Try, I'm going to shoot for before Reno. Let's just say yeah. that. Let's just say that. All right, cool. All right. Well, we will see you at the Sanctuary Comedy. Did I say it right that time? Yes. Yeah i call i'm
1: calling it the, the sanctuary comedy show right now but i think eventually it's just going to be sanctuary comedy like that will be yeah. the name i don't know we'll see these are the yeah. least of my problems right now <laughs> all right man
0: well thanks for coming on the show and i'll see you soon
1: oh you got to talk soon later yeah. and
0: thanks everybody for listening